Good Monday to you. Beautiful couple of days uh, on the docket, and then after that, it starts to get cold. <laughs> so we know fall in Wisconsin is close, but uh, it's closer than you think. Thursday, I think they're talking about a high. Thursday or Friday, like a high of 52, 53, something like that. Uh, at least in the area in which I live. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna start. Uh, it's gonna start feeling a little more like fall, and uh, not. Not happy about it, but you take it. Take it with a grain of salt is what it is. Uh, Good luck uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers who are uh, getting a little bit of a workout in today at American Family Field. And then tomorrow, 6.08, first pitch, it gets going for real. And you've got the Arizona Diamondbacks coming to town. In the meantime, you got Bucks Media Day going on. You also have, which, by the way, we'll talk with Jim Ozarski probably in the next day or two about uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the introduction of Damian Lillard and such, and uh, Lillard getting a nice welcome uh, from the city of Milwaukee and the Bucks fans downtown at the uh, Pfizer Forum on Saturday. They had kind of a pep rally for him, which was cool. A um, little bizarre, to be quite honest with you. That you know, I mean, I know you're trying to build up a season ticket base, and you're you know trying to take advantage of the PR right now for a, a, a you know a star like Lillard choosing Milwaukee or wanting to come to Milwaukee to be uh, to be traded here to play with Giannis and the hope on the horizon for another championship and such. I know that, but I can't remember ever a pep rally for a trade. Can you, Grant, can you ever remember somebody getting traded? Now, even like when Reggie got, got here, I mean, he they took him to Red Lobster. <laughs> that was it. I mean, has there ever been a, a – trade that has you know resulted in a pep rally i'm trying to remember if they had anything for Kawhi leonard when he got to toronto that that's maybe the most similar situation the bucks aren't renting dame like the raptors were renting Kawhi, but that's right. the that's the, the where my brain first went i can't think of anything in in football or in baseball no no i can't remember any time like that where that's happened yeah i don't i don't remember anything like that but you know, hey, um, it, they did it. It was it was turn. You know, the turnout was pretty good. Uh, Bango was there and everything. You know, so they had a, a lot going on, and uh, he certainly appreciated it. So you know, everything at least on the right foot so far when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks and their newest buck. Um, this was uh, skinny from Madison says. So do the Brewers fall under your mantra right now? You got to be good, got to be lucky, got to be hot and healthy. You do. You do. Now we'll see how the postseason goes, um, because certainly when you talk about uh, lucky, I mean that that can be you know both a positive and a negative light as you move forward. But when you look at the Brewers, yeah. Right now, I mean, they're getting healthy, which is good. They've got the Diamondbacks coming up at six o'clock, uh, like I had mentioned tomorrow night. Uh, hot. Eh, you know they they lost what two out of three to the Marlins and lost they they had three uh, a three game losing streak but certainly down the stretch they'd win two lose one win two lose one win two lose a couple then they won four lost three won three lost one and then won one to end the season but they were winning for the most part series short of the Marlins series down the stretch and that's all you wanted was for this team to continually win series um so yeah I mean it's uh. You're you're hot at the right time. I'm trying to think here. What was their last? Go back to August 18th. Coming off of that three-game losing streak, they began, what, the eight to ten-game win streak, I think, at that point, nine-game win streak. 
So then they won nine, lost two, one, two, lost two, one, one, lost one, one, two, lost one, one, two, lost one, one, three, lost two, one, four, lost three, one, three, lost one, and then one. So for the most part, they were a winning team. When it when it re- when the stretch run hit, right after they got swept by the Dodgers, and you went, oh boy, right? Since then, they've been one of the hotter teams in baseball. So to answer your question, yeah, I had to go back and check just to be sure before I kind of spoke. But, yeah, they've been one of the better teams and hotter teams in baseball. And in, we should get Tim Allen on the program, too, because Tim and I talked about this the last time we had him on, that you kept waiting for um, the Brewers, like a lot of teams. You know, the Cubs went on their run. The Reds went on their run. You had, obviously, Atlanta's gone on a couple of them this season. Miami did this. Uh, and then the Dodgers, when they finally overtook the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks at the time were in the top spot in their division, and then the Dodgers went on their run. Everybody went on a run, and the Brewers had not gone on their run yet. And you kept waiting, thinking, man, is this just going to be – now, don't get me wrong. If you just play slow and steady wins the race, where you win two, lose one, win two, lose one, win two, lose one, you're going to win a lot of games throughout a, a baseball season because you're, you're going to continue to win series. But you kept waiting for that run, and then finally that happened. They went on that eight, nine, ten-game win streak. And uh, and it really began to separate themselves. Plus, it was a time in which the Cubs were breathing down their neck. Cincinnati was uh, there as well. They could have. They were at least within the rearview mirror. And you're kind of thinking, man, you really, you're really gonna have to play some good baseball if you're gonna stay ahead of these teams, and because you're giving bad teams a reason to be hopeful. And then they went on the run, and they pretty much that was it. After that, they they pretty much sealed the door, and nobody was really gonna catch them. So, um, yeah, I would say that they fill the mantra right now. They're getting healthy. They're good. They're not great by any stretch, but they're good. Uh, They're healthy. Got to get a little bit of luck, and then they got to get hot. Now, by hot, they got to have guys offensively step up. They got to have guys offensively step up. But, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch right now, no doubt. Uh, We'll talk some more Brewers baseball coming up here in a little bit. Let's get back to the uh, Packers side of things. And uh, phone calls. Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, Bill. I agree with the, what a lot of people are saying about stopping the run and running the ball. It's a cliche that's uh, timeless, you know, as far as football goes. And I've been watching since the 60s. But here's two trends I've noticed, Bill. Two trends. And they both, they both come down to money. You know the expression, Bill, making a business decision? Mm-hmm. You talked about guys who put, remember Bob Sanders of the Colts? Yes. That defensive back, that guy was a Mm -hmm. missile. He was like 5'8 and 180 pounds, and he would kill you. Chuck Cecil would get a running start and just hammer you. You know, I have a lot of those old games that I transfer from tape to DVD, and I I love watching that stuff, man. I mean, I played in high school. We all played like that. We were nuts, you know? Mm -hmm. But now now you did, too. You know, you just didn't think about, okay, I'm going to hit this guy head on. When you're an offensive lineman, you're dealing with a space of, like, you know, six feet by six feet, really. You're like in a it's – a, it's a wrestling match in, in some ways. You're, you're just fighting. But when you're tackling a guy who's got a head of steam and you've got to tackle him in open space, there, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, velocity, man. You've got to think right. about that. And I think the game has changed. Now, the guys are worrying about their contract. They won't say that, but I think it's conscious and subconscious. The second thing, Bill, talk about it is tickets. Okay, a lot of those Milwaukee people sold their tickets, and I understand why, because they didn't want to go for the long ride on a Thursday night, yada, yada. But 
overall, because of the Internet, because of all the ways to get tickets now, I don't think we're going back to a time when we go to a game and there's 90% of our team there because too many people, you know, they can sell their tickets for one game and recoup what they made for the whole year. So it doesn't matter what team you are. You know, Green Bay Packer fans are going to be in L.A. They're going to be all over the place, particularly the big markets, because it's not like, oh, they travel well. No, it's because there's thousands upon thousands of fans of that team in that area. You know, there's going to be Packer fans in L.A. There's going to be – I feel – my second favorite team is the Chargers. I feel terrible for them because they never can get what feels like a home game. So I don't think we're going back to that, Bill, because people will pay the money. They'll do it. And those are two things that – you know, I miss. I miss going. To, I've been to a lot of Packer games, and I've been to games in the 80s and 90s when I was at the – my best game ever was the 96, you know, the championship game against the Carolina Panthers. And there was right. like 90% Packer fans there. It was glory. It, uh, you know, I agree with you. I, I, first of all, you the, the Detroit Lions now are selling out, so that makes tickets scarce for Lions fans. So if right. they can get them and check off the bucket list by going to Lambeau Field, knowing that their team is actually pretty good now, they're they're going to do it. They become enthused all of a sudden. So which is great. It's great for them. I just I, this whole thing about giving the Milwaukee package or the Gold package, whatever you want to call it, a Thursday night or a Monday night game. It's like why are you doing that? Because you're already you, half of those people aren't going to go right away right. because they're going to put them up for sale because it, it for them if they've got to work the next day and i know some people say oh come on suck it up i get it but it's it's it, it's the reality is what it is you can't change it by by just wishing it away so i don't know why they do that i i, I don't know why the packers do that i wish they would just keep it a green bay game and then give the gold package games a a sunday noon game those make it so much easier for everybody and they're more appreciative and, and more likely to hang on to those tickets unless my conspiracy theory is true in which the packers want to do away with the gold package which i thought yeah, for I years they've always wanted to do it i heard somebody bill saying that if the packers returned to like the, how they played in the 80s and we sucked then you know, then more fans would not sell their tickets. No, just the opposite. They'd sell them to other fans, and then you'd have it be even worse. Right. I completely agree. Completely agree. But uh, going back to the other thing about you know playing like a missile, I agree with you. I think guys think about the contracts. Guys think about injury. The game has changed. You can't lead with your helmet. You can't hit a defenseless player. You got to give them space to make a football move and all that kind of stuff. So it is, it is different. It's a different game from the day that Chuck Siegel played and was just laying people out, and Ronnie Lott was laying people out, and you know, I mean, it it just it is a different game, no doubt about it. Appreciate the phone call as always. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. The surprises in the National Football League, in both the positive and negative. The surprises. I think I'm a little just starting in the NFC North. I'm a little surprised the Vikings are one and three. Yesterday was an ugly game. They got a win over a rather inept Carolina team. Kirk Cousins again throws a pick six. He which you know he's going to throw interceptions, but sitting at one and three, somewhat surprising. The Bears zero oh and four. I did not think. I have to admit, I never thought the Bears would be this bad. I didn't think they'd win a ton of games, like six or seven, eight games. But I didn't think they'd be this bad. And Denver, coming into that game, for all intents and purposes, was probably one of the worst, if not the worst, team in the National Football League. So to lose to Denver in a hard-fought battle of ineptitude is like the 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 icing on the cake of bad. Just uh, just a terrible performance again. And you were at home. 
And so the to me, the Bears, no hope. At, at this point, you're in the Caleb Williams hunt. You're in the Marvin Harrison Jr. hunt. Think about trading away Justin Fields to maybe a team that could use him. That could maybe could develop him a lot better than what you have. Now, again, the one thing I will say is I was watching nationally this morning on both Good Morning Football and on the Four Letter Network. They're talking about Justin Fields and his ability and what he can do. And what keeps ringing really loud in my head is when we were down in Chicago and some guys were saying, yeah, he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Just isn't. So I don't know if you can fix the intelligence level. Maybe you can raise it a little bit. Certainly the ability and the the wherewithal is there, but they've lost, what, like 15 straight games or something like that now? Something crazy? So they're they're just a bad football franchise. Uh, C.J. Stroud has surprised me, and they did it again yesterday. The uh, Houston Texans are 2-2 two and two on the season. Don't look now. But they blew out the Steelers yesterday. I mean blew out the Steelers, 30-6. to six. And they're starting to actually gain a little traction now. And they have a ton. It was, by the way, it was J.J. Watt Day in Houston. And uh, they blew out the Steelers in, in, in what they did. Um the other, a couple other things. I I can't believe Joe Burrow and the Bengals are this bad. I mean, they suck. They're like the old Bungles. Twenty-seven to three, they got drilled by Tennessee. They are one and three on the season, and they don't even. Joe Burrow looks terrible, and I can't believe it's just the calf muscle that's created all this ineptitude. He looks like crap. This whole jackpot Joey thing. He's terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, Chargers getting a win. Okay, Zach Wilson. Maybe he shut up Joe Namath for a weekend. Uh, the Cowboys spanking the hell. Bill Belichick is an ass to be an ass. Did you hear his postgame presser yesterday, Grant, by any chance? No, but I, I had to watch the game, and it sucked. I, I was like, God, the 3.30 game. Because last week it was Bears-Chiefs that I was watching. That was no good. And then this week I'm watching. It's not a competitive game. Right. So I'm a little angry at Bill Belichick. I needed some entertainment yesterday afternoon. And they stunk. Bill Belichick's postgame presser, he's a jerk to be a jerk. And I, he is now number one on the I'm rooting for you to lose and lose every game and look bad doing it. He's an ass to be an ass. Nothing more. I mean, they're asking legitimate questions about is 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 Mac Jones going to be your quarterback? You pulled him in the third quarter, and and I get it. He said I pulled him because I thought it was best for him, and it's true. It, the, the game was out of hand. He was they weren't going to win that game, so you might as well see what else you have. But saying it was a legitimate question, saying is he going to be the starter now moving forward, or are you going to you know uh, I felt it was in the best. He was just being a jerk. It's like. You know, I get not answering the question. He could have just said something simple like, let's just see what the week brings. We're going to kind of reevaluate things. We really got, you know, anything. You know, you can, you can, but he was just being a jerk to be a jerk. When you're winning Super Bowls and you're winning them on your own without Tom Brady, then you can be a jerk to a certain extent. Okay. When you're winning championships, you always get a little bit of leeway. It sucks, but you do. But now you're not even winning games. You're getting your ass handed to you. Like somebody on a platter walked up, pulled the top off of it, and said, oh, by the way, Bill, here's your big ass. And Bill's being a jerk to be a jerk. So now he's number one in the hit parade. I hope they lose every game here on out. Here on out. I hope they lose every game. Bill Belichick gets fired and humiliated, walking away with his tail between his legs in New England. Or he's forced to resign. Because that's probably the way they'll do it. Say, Bill, it's time. We're either going to fire you or you're going to resign. And Bill's going to say, I've decided to walk away from the game. And then they're going to try to do this nice press conference. And Bill, I, I wouldn't even show up. He'd be like, you didn't want to talk to us then. We're not going to talk to you now. Go to hell. Get out of here. 
So Bill Belichick's a jerk to be a jerk. He's number one on the hit parade. Tampa Bay getting a win. They're three and one with Baker Mayfield. Three and one. And the Saints, who took the loss yesterday, only mustered nine points in that contest. Um, the Cleveland Browns, uh, I still am shocked they've won two games, but they are kind of who we thought they were. They're sitting at two and two on the season, but they got drilled yesterday at home by Baltimore. And Baltimore's not shocking because Baltimore's exactly who we thought they'd be. I thought they'd be better. Now, they still haven't reached their full offensive potential, but Baltimore, three and one in the season. And then how about Buffalo? I was knocked me over with a feather yesterday. They blew out Miami, 48 to 20. And jo- will the real Josh Allen please stand up? Four touchdown passes and looked spectacular. Had a rushing touchdown as well, 320 yards. Looked spectacular. A, a shell of what he looked like in the opener against the New York Jets. I, I, I still can't figure out the Buffalo Bills. But how they stopped all the speed that Miami has is uh, I, 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 because I think I picked Miami in that game, right, Grant? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, we both did. They scored 70 last week. I, it felt right? silly to pick anyone else. I, I, I just looked at their speed, and I thought there's no way the Bills are going to be able to keep up, especially with Von Miller not back yet. And my God, the Bills actually now the Bills are three and one and they're tied with Miami atop that division because they own the tiebreaker right now. They're the top. They're the leader in that division. I'm I'm I was I have to say I was pretty shocked, pretty shocked. (laughs) Excuse me. You got Seattle in uh, in New York, the Giants coming up tonight at the Meadowlands and also New York. The Giants got to get a win tonight. Or they will be one and three on the season after going to the postseason last year and showing so much hope and Dable and company and and Daniel Jones and all this belief in the quarterback and now with the system that they have and now they've just gone right back to being the same old uh, lackluster G men. So they got to get a win tonight at home. Meanwhile, Seattle sitting at two and one, right where they figured they would be. And uh, but you know they still are not catching Brock Purdy and company who are sitting at four and zero. Brock Purdy still has not lost a regular season game. Still amazing. So ups and downs in the National Football League, good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. Uh, the Bill Michael Show continues right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Head turns out around, as gentle as a butterfly, she moves without 
Welcome back. Good to have you. Joe Michael Show. We continue on. And uh, glad you're with us today, as always. Uh, appreciate it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, a couple of different things uh, that I want to get to coming up here. Uh, by the way, we uh, um, Eric Branchick of the Green Bay Press-Gazette needed to be pushed back a little bit. So we're going to hear from him coming up in a little while. So after the bottom of the hour, uh, we hope to be able to hear from the coordinators of the Green Bay Packers. That's going to be coming up uh, here in just a little bit as well. Uh, in the meantime, like I mentioned earlier, you got the Brewers uh, with a workout day today down at American Family Field getting ready for the Arizona Diamondbacks coming to town tomorrow. Uh, 608 first pitch from American Family Field. And they are the third game on the docket tomorrow, too, by the way. Uh, baseball tomorrow starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and then kind of goes from there. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, I think maybe it's 1 o'clock Central. I'm not positive, but I, I know that uh, they were showing some of the times this morning. Uh, so it might have been Eastern time, but nevertheless, uh, you got baseball pretty much all day tomorrow. Brewers are – I'm sorry, Bill, I was screening calls, but just uh, in case nobody knows, the Brewers are at 6 o'clock both of the next two nights, right? I believe so, yeah. 6.05, okay. And then there are yeah. other games in the afternoon. I'm glad the Brewers are playing at night. I thought they'd get the, the lunchtime treatment. Yeah, I was hoping they didn't. I was hoping they didn't. Um, but, yeah, they uh, 6.08 tomorrow, 6.08 on Wednesday. And I don't know what time Thursday, uh, if needed, so to speak, I guess. But I don't know what time on Thursday. Are, th- are they a day game on Thursday? Do we know? Uh, when I checked last night, it was TBD. I was more focused on Monday and Tuesday because I was afraid we were going right. to have a game on while we're on air. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. You've got uh, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, uh, all your uh, hurlers. Upcoming, and then you got obviously Devin Williams, who's had a solid bonafide closer, uh, bonafide closer. So you're solid in the back end, the right hander that has struggled a bit down the stretch, but Joel Pyamps, um, so he's going to be uh, he, most likely going to be there. Hobie Milner, Trevi McGill, uh, Uribe, the flame throwing right hander. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be. Wade Miley might get bumped uh, over to the uh, the pen, maybe their number four starter, so to speak. Um, I know that the Journal Sentinel put a big ad in the paper today when, or not an ad, but a uh, article in the paper today when they talked about who is and is not going to be on the roster. Rowdy Telez, Carlos Santana over at first base, uh, Terang, Monacerio, Willie Adamas, Josh Donaldson as well. Um, then your outfielders of Yelich, Mark Hanna, Sal Freelig, Tyrone uh, Taylor, Garrett Mitchell, by the way, good to see him back uh, the other day. And uh, they, they like he he won't have a big role, you would assume. But at this point, it seems like he'd still be a good roster move to put on the roster with his speed and his defense capability. Blake Perkins as well, because of his elite speed and defense, uh, also almost certainly keeping him. Uh, will your designated hitter be Jesse Winker? That'll be the the other deciding thing. I guess. I think I'll designate my body to run into traffic if that's the case the next couple of I, nights. I, I think it's going to be Jesse Winker or Owen Miller, Joey Weimer. Joey Weimer's offensively terrible. Um, 
Who's going to be the, the the DH, so to speak? Who's you could up that roster probably, and, and we can argue about this today, but you could probably put Mark Canna there and then play Tyrone Taylor in the field because Tyrone Taylor's yeah. been awesome the last couple weeks. Yep. So you so if you're going to go with that, then who's the extra roster spot going to go to? Do you keep Joey Weimer just because? Which I don't think I would. You you can't do anything with him other than put him in the outfield for defensive purposes, and you already have two guys that are there for defensive purposes. So, I man, what would you do with Joey Weimer? I, is, you know, because you always say, well, you stick with the, you know, the dance partner that got you there, and Joey Weimer's been a part of that clubhouse for the most part all season, but I don't – he 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 adds nothing offensively. He is a liability. He's a sinkhole because he can't hit. So, I don't know what else they're going to do. Uh, let's go to Tony in Sussex. Tony, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, good morning. Um, I, I'm so happy that the Brewers, you know, accomplished what they did this season, winning the division. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is the major league format of them having to play a wild card game. Right. Um, it's you know, number of teams, I guess that that are in the playoffs, that kind of thing. They need to add one or change something or whatever because I think they've earned that right to sit for a week or so while these other teams fight it out, you know, so they could heal up. I mean, they earned a right, you know, they won their division. They mm-hmm. beat out all these other teams. Right. So for them to have to play tomorrow night is nonsense. You know, especially you're uh, a division winner. You're not a wild card yeah. team. No, but so, I, I get it. It's like the NFL now where they added the extra team. And so only one team gets the buy and that's the team with the best record in each conference. Same thing yeah. in, in major league baseball now. But you know what? Well, I know, and it's a totally different game, physicality. You know, I mean, what they hitting and everything, but at least they get a yeah. week. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least they get a week. Sure. You know, what, the Brewers get two days? It's, it's, right. it's the regular season attached. You know, it's not like, okay, we got a little bit of a, a break. There's many times when they have two days off or whatever, right. you know, or yep. a day off during that season. So, anyways, great shows always. You guys have a great day. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board 877-867-1670. Yeah, the only team that has the uh, the full buy is, uh, what, the Atlanta Braves, I think? And the, don't the Dodgers play as well? I believe so. And, and I was talking to Tony just for a second off the air. That's the price you pay when you add more teams into the postseason. You know, somebody's right. got to play somebody if you're adding all these extra teams in. So uh, there's an advantage and a disadvantage to having those extra teams. Yeah, you don't uh, actually. I take that back. Uh, the the Dodgers and the um, Braves are the top two teams in each conference in each league have off. So you've got four teams or eight teams that are playing in four games. So the Diamondbacks and the Brewers, the Rangers and the Rays, the Blue Jays and the Twins, and the Marlins and the Phillies. The Marlins and the Phillies are both wild card teams. The Twins are a division winner facing the Blue Jays, who are a wild-card team. Tampa Bay and the Rangers um, are playing one another, the Rangers being a um, division winner, if I'm not mistaken. Did they win the division, or did Houston end up winning the division? Uh, I think Houston ended up winning the division, actually. But they uh, Houston won because of tiebreakers. So anyway, uh, so Texas is actually a, a, a wild-card team. But the only team, because you don't have Baltimore and you don't have Houston playing. Minnesota's playing because they have the least amount of wins as a division winner. The rest of the wild card teams are then playing. Same thing with Atlanta and L.A. 
The Brewers are playing because they have the least amount of wins as a division winner, so they are playing in the wild card. Brewers with 92 wins on the season, but man, you look at the powerhouse of Atlanta with 104 wins on the season, 104 wins, and the Dodgers at 100. They went 162. The Brewers, I got to admit, man, nine games better than what I predicted. They, they, that's, a, that's a solid season. And the Brewers, by the way, for who ran such a negative run differential all season long, ended up at plus 81. Plus 81 on the season. Good for the Brewers. Uh, so hopefully the offense continues tomorrow night because they're going to need it against a good Arizona Diamondbacks team. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hang in there. We're going to get to uh, John. He'll be up next. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. There is a uh, one tank trip, and that's what I always promote it as, a one tank trip. If you want to go north, you want to get away, you want to see the colors change, you want to get out the UTV, the ATV, you want to do a little golf, and hang on to summer, it is uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort uh, up in Pembine, Wisconsin, and it's just disconnecting. It's just beautiful up there. And uh, my son, as a matter of fact, was just up there uh, a couple of weeks ago and came back and said, oh, my God, I just, you just never realized it was that nice. And it's got a lot of old lore and, and history to it and such, but a uh, cool place. And get a hold of our girl, Barb, 715-938-5110. That's the Four Seasons Island Resort, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. And uh, tell them you heard it here, and you'll get um, you get a discount, 15% discount off of your stay, which is awesome. And they have a sister resort. Once ski season gets here, they have the Pine Mountain uh, in Ski and Golf Resort. Now, Timberstone Championship Golf Course is beautiful. It, it's a great place to go. So if you want to play some golf before the season ends, that's a good place. But Pine Mountain, start making your uh, ski reservations now because that's also the big hill in the UP, so to speak. So head over there. 877-867-1670, Um The uh, Let's see here. What's, what else do we have? Let's, oh, let's do this. Let's go to John. John, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Hi, how's it going? Good, John. What's on your mind? Um, well, I'm excited about this time of year because you got the Brewers in the postseason and the Bucks with uh, signing uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, they did lose uh, Drew Holiday, and he's now with the uh, the Boston Celtics. But they also picked up uh, Payne from the Suns. Right. And I'm just excited about with the new coach, how the team's going to look. And I am too. Also, I'm, 
I'm excited, but I'm excited because I don't know what Griffin's going to bring to the table as a coach, and that's the only thing that makes me nervous. Bud, you knew what you had. You know, you knew you had experience. You knew he was out of that Popovich cloth. Um, you always knew that there was going to be some missteps along the way, but sometimes the team was able to overcome. I don't know what Griffin brings to the table, so I'm I'm really excited yet uh, nervously excited about what he's going to bring as a head coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, same here. Um, also, the Packers, they I know they can do a lot better. I'm just – with the defense, they just got to get off blocks and actually just play a lot harder because watching that game was – it was terrible. There were, the holes were so big that a truck could have went through. Right. No, I'd agree with you. No doubt. I, I'm The run defense for the Packers, there's got to be a better answer. There just has to be. Got to be a better answer, answer than what they have. Go ahead, real quick. Offensive, offensive line, I don't know what everybody getting hurt there. Now, uh, is it? I can't remember his name. Is on had a high ankle sprain. Oh, um, no, no, uh, John Runyon. Yeah, yeah, John so Runyon. Now they're uh, down three Edmonton, starting. Yeah. Right, three starting people. Yep, uh, they definitely have some issues. Which was I appreciate the phone call. Which was a strength going into the season. Was remember we talked about the depth of the offensive line? Like you know, every time they seem like they have. This this embarrassment of riches, it all of a sudden becomes depleted really quick. And over the last couple of weeks, it's been depleted really quick. So, um, yeah, offensive line-wise, that's why I was walking in the other day and uh, um, into the game on Thursday night. I was talking to Wayne Laramie. We were talking about Caleb Williams. And I said, man, I hope this guy makes it. And, and Wayne was saying the same thing. He's just so big. He's such a big, strong guy. And they really believe – that that project will pay off. Well, now you might see him eventually here because they're hoping that that project pays off. A guy like Caleb Williams adding that big depth at that left tackle position. And, you know, obviously they got Rasheed Walker and they've got a couple of guys, but, man, they have they might have to mix and match some things to get ready for this game coming up on uh, Monday night next uh, a week from today, as a matter of fact. Can you believe that it's going to take the Packers a week from today to play again? They get that extra day to kind of rest and recoup a little bit and then get out to, uh, um, you know, Las Vegas. And I guess the good thing is, is that, you know, as bad as they looked against Detroit, they've got the opportunity to bounce back against a pretty bad football team. So I would assume that Jimmy Garoppolo will be back by then. But, man, that's, that's, that's still, regardless, is not a good football team. I think that was Jordan Love's first experience really seeing some pressure, really being right. uncomfortable early and often. I'm excited right. to see if that happens again, if it looks different, right? Because mm -hmm. I do think that's fair to Jordan Love. All right, you saw a game where you're a little overwhelmed. Let's see if that happens again, what it looks like. And if he takes a right. step in the right direction and he grows, I, I think it's a good thing in the long run. Yeah, I don't. I would assume, like I said, Garoppolo will be back, but O'Connell didn't play real well yesterday. I know he – I don't think he had a touchdown. I think he had a pick. But that was not a great performance uh, at all by the Raiders. And the Raiders are a bad football team, and they're going to have to make a coaching change again. Um, it's, I don't know why people keep, keep hiring this guy. Uh, Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. He's a better offensive play caller, and that's it. And even, you know, he put it this way. Um, he made Mac Jones look good. Because Bill Belichick is not, you know, last year was Matt Patricia. This year it's uh, Bill O'Brien. 
as their coordinators, as an offensive coordinator. And Bill O'Brien's not good. I, I know people sing his praises. I don't, I've never thought Bill O'Brien is that good. And Matt Patricia is an offensive coordinator. He was a D, he was a D coordinator, and comes in as the offensive coordinator. Bill hires his buddies, which is part of the reason Bill Belichick, to me, is is on the way down. He's not gotten younger and more innovative. He's stuck with the staunch older dudes. And McDaniel's was at least somewhat creative, but McDaniel's as a head coach is awful. So he'll probably be fired at the end of the season. And that means they'll be paying both Gruden and McDaniel's. And we know that the Raiders are running into some cash flow issues anyway. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's an organization that's, that's starting to circle the bowl. So the, the Packers got an opportunity to at least pick the pieces back up and feel good after what's coming up on Monday night. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. What? Uh, when do we got Eric Branchek after the top of the hour? We got Eric. He just had to move back one hour to 1230. He's 1230 now. Okay, just just making sure. 1230. There you go. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. Got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at J&L Tire and Service Center. They're in Watertown and in Johnson Creek. They say thank you for making them the best and voting them the best tire dealer out there. Uh, whether it's Goodyear or whatever it is they have to offer, not to mention their service is second to none, and they're very philanthropic in their communities. Great people, and if you are an over-the-road driver and you're on 94, within the sound of my voice, and anything, you need tires, you need brake work, you need cab work, whatever it happens to be, they can do it right there in Johnson Creek. It's You can see it from the highway. It's just north of the exit. So stop in and tell them we said hi. That's jnltire.com, jnltire.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offers at 1031-2023. Welcome back. By the way, I got to say uh, thanks to Tony. Tony was uh, one of the guys that kind of put me onto this. Um, Tony, I, we were talking about bourbons and whiskeys and such the other day, and I how I uh, ended up with a bottle of Blanton's, and I now have two, two. <laughs> I got lucky driving around, stopped, and sure enough, pulled over, and Tony said, "Hey, there's this uh, this little liquor store down in uh, that like Watertown." You got to stop in. It's down by the bunker. And uh, sure enough, went in there. Boom. Bottle of Blanton sitting there. I'm like, oh, this can't be real. I was waiting for like somebody to like pull it off the shelf or something. And I would be a, a version of Jackass or punked. But uh, sure enough. So now I got two. 
two of them. Thrilled at this point. Absolutely thrilled. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's talk to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. You know, you're going to have Eric on, and I really respect him. And I would like to know, now it's early in the season. We all understand that. But we've seen so many things so far. What is the opinion? Is it all the coaching fault? Or is it the players that aren't playing hard? Why aren't they playing, uh, you know, like this insane, uh, super aggressive defense? Or what's going on here? That's what I want to know. In other words, we know Barry, you know, he's he's probably going to be done at the end of the year if this goes on the way it's going to go, whether they're 500 or under 500. Right. Now, what is LaFleur? I mean, like you said, you said, well, I, you think he's going to get another year under love and everything else. Look, if he's not the coach that's going to bring us to the next level, this is what, what I really want to know for American. And I know your opinion. And is he's not, why not just cut bait? Why not just get rid of him at the end of the year? I mean, why? Why are you going to put him under there? I mean, I don't – look, I don't have nothing personally against this guy. He, You know, whatever he is outside of football. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's the guy. I really don't. And right. it's for many reasons. So that's what I would like to – I think this is the main thing we have to look at. Are these the, is this the coaching staff for this football team? And why isn't the defense – I mean, why isn't he good? Why? I mean, to me, you know, you, me, and the wall, don't we think we have enough talent? Right? Everybody thinks they have enough talent. That's the thing is everybody thinks they do. So if they have enough talent, I mean, you know, then to me, if if you believe you have enough talent, then it's got to be the coaching. And do do you you look at it and say that this team isn't talented? I think we all believe there's some here. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, I agree. I agree 100%. You know, you, you, you mentioned that Walker's making a lot of tackles and everything else. It's, don't forget, it's where we make the tackles. We had a guy, Martinez, here that made 1,000 tackles a year, and they were always down the field here, there. And, and is, the front, is the front four or the front three and the two linebackers, are, what's going on? Aren't they – uh, shooting the gaps, aren't they making it? I don't know what's going on. I watch this team, and from one play to the other, I'm more confused. And I, you know, I've it been is, watching football forever. Yeah, no, I'll tell you this, and and I look at it as it, much like Joe Barry's going. You're going to hear from him coming up after the top of the hour. But it's on one play, the scheme is right, the guys don't make plays. On the next play, the scheme is wrong, and they're susceptible to getting gashed up the gut, or they don't set the edge, or what you know. There's enough blame to go around, but my, my when you have this almost shotgun buckshot approach of what's wrong with your defense, to me, not everybody's on the same page, and that's coaching. So you know so what I mean. You, so you, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I see it. You, you, we're all looking at the same thing. We've watched this team forever, and we're all looking at the same thing. So we see we're starting to see the same thing on offense now. This guy's supposed to be such a great play caller. Rogers totally ignored him when, when he was when for the most part when he was here. So now he's calling, and it looks so dysfunctional. I, I mean, he's had love for three years. He, you know what I mean? I mean, it mm-hmm. just looks so dysfunctional. There's no gaps. Uh, uh, 
that, that the, the offensive line is opening. There's nothing going on here. I mean, right. uh, I, I, I just don't, you know, like, for instance, you know, it's just what you said. One play is this, and the next play is that. You don't know what to think. Right. So, I, you know, I, that's what I'd like to ask Eric. Do you think this is the coaching staff to bring them to the next level? That's I mean, a good I question. So. I and you know, that's a I good question. So. Yeah, I appreciate you the know? phone calls. Always, we're here at the top of the hour. The I Matt Lafleur has done some things extremely well this season in play calling, and there have been some times that he's pulled the trigger on certain things this year in play calling that I thought were really, really good. There are times though, and one of the things that's been the bugaboo for me has been. When adversity hits, they become a shell of what they were. And you can blame it on whatever, okay? I mean, I, you know, whatever issue you want to say you have or whatever it is they, they believe they want to do, whatever. I mean, but it's, it's I keep going back to important moments. You go back to the game in which Aaron Jones fumbles against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game, and they became a shell of themselves. Kicking the field goal and not going for it. I, I don't know why. Still to this day, I don't know why. I can't understand it. San Francisco, Mercedes Lewis fumbles the football. You had two drives. It just went, you, you stuffed it right down their throats. Mercedes Lewis fumbles, suddenly you're gone. Like the offense is gone. The play calling's not even creative anymore. Now, was that him or was that Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. But there are times when this team faces adversity, they don't have the ability to overcome adversity. Most of the time, and, and part of that is the mentality of your coaching staff and what it is you believe. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I still get to pass right now, but we'll let the rest of this season play out. You're going to hear from Joe Barry. That's going to be next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned.